If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Question. How does one support the instance? Answer. Go to theinstance.net and become an Instance Plus subscriber today. Details at theinstance.net. <sighs> I miss real-time strategy. The isometric perspective. The epic large-scale battles. Can't say I miss all this poking, though. You're listening to... The Instance. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Instance, episode 600. (laughs) We were just talking about it. 600, man. 600. Gigantic plans today, which is to say there is no gigantic plans. Uh, I I cannot think of a better, more fitting way to begin the episode (laughs) than you forgetting what the episode number is. I mean, for a hot second. I just thought of, of something. Yeah. I just thought of, of something really cool. What's that? A- episode 666 uh-huh. will probably be, you know, in a. That's, we, it coincides with the release of Diablo 4. Oh, hey. Six, six, Diablo 4. Oh, so 666. I, mean, I wanted to, to release earlier, but. Sure. Well, we would all take it now. I mean, I would have taken it a long time ago. That would have been great. But yeah, no, I'm I'm down for a six 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 Diablo four release. That's a fantastic idea. Look yeah, at Patrick invoking cool. the uh, the the devil himself. That's fantastic. Well done. Uh, if, <laughs> if those sorts of things scare you out there, well then look forward to sixty six episodes from now. But for now, we're not doing that. We're doing this. We got a lot of World of Warcraft to talk about because things happened between uh, last week and this week and the last time we spoke. For example. Mike Morheim sat down in a tell-all I, interview. I want to say something oh, about ahead. about my experience in World of Warcraft. No, go, go ahead. Tell Can us I, how, before we go of into course. the news. Of course. Yeah. What do you got? Um, so I've I've I'm still playing World of Warcraft, surprisingly. Um, and I'll get to um, Pathfinder. I think within one or two weeks. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. But uh, first of all, I thought I had friends. Turns out I don't. Uh, I can talk about Torghast because I do not have any access to any beta. Mm. So uh, I'm just like the rest of the listeners, poor, unaccessed person. Mm. So I'm not, you know, uh, uh, welcome in the Blizzard Valhalla. I see. That's something I wanted to say. Ah. Second of all, um, all of a sudden, I'm going to be very critical of World of Warcraft. Oh, but right. uh, no, I, I I I love it. But the two narratives, mm. we knew it was like they were conflicting with one another. But I really think it's actually beyond gameplay the worst decision of this expansion. Oh, the the you know the the conflict be, between the Horde and Alliance is a great, really cool story, and I think it's almost ruined by the butting it in of Nazoth, which is a pretty standard uh, antagonist story for World of Warcraft expansions. It's fine. 
but having the two either of them would have been okay alone like would have been good but the two of them together i think do not work at all mm. it's really bad and did you, did you it, they don't in fit in vanilla yeah did you raid in vanilla i'm sorry did you raid in vanilla uh i did not a lot but i did yes i or, I, I actually uh, downed ragnaros, mm. ragnaros. Well, also ex uh, i also want to know did you raid in wrath of the lich king Yes, I almost killed the Lich King. Almost. And then they had to go to bed. And I was like, what are you doing? And mm. we're not going to do this tomorrow. We will not. We were like phase like two-thirds the Lich King. And turns out we didn't. And the expansion was released the next week. And I never downed Lich King. And I will forever resent my former guild for this. You should. So, yes, I, I can't believe you belong to a guild that didn't finish off the Lich King. It was the most important raid of the history of the game. And you guys bailed on I'm it? I can't so, believe it. So pissed, man. So pissed. So did, you, did you have strong opinions about the mixing of old gods in with larger narratives in Vanilla or Wrath of Lich King? Because we had a very similar thing going on there. Mm. Yeah, I think the, the original Vanilla wasn't super strong on the narrative side it wasn't a very cohesive story and um it was it was a lot of small interesting stories but i think it's not the pinnacle of uh, wow expansion storytelling yeah vanilla was more about things like man crick's wife and little little memorable yeah. things in a much larger world that took forever to get through and that it was it was the mystery of the world the big solid long-running you know, capital narratives didn't really start to kick in. I would argue Lich King, I think, was the first time that was really a thing. I mean, there were there were important story beats happening throughout, but that's when it became sort of epic and huge. I'm not a fan of the old god stuff in general because it feels like a gimmick you just sort of fall back on when you're out of ideas or you need something bigger than the bad you already have. Mm. And so I tend to agree with Patrick on... Tonally, I don't think it's a good fit. The way this expansion was launched, it had this tone of, all right, Anduin and Sylvanas were squaring off. This is like back to basics. In fact, that's how they really sold it to us and BlizzCons and things leading up to it. It was like, yeah, this is the, the coming back together of what's the core conflict? It's Alliance v. Horde, and we're really going to go to town on it. And for a while there, it seemed like they were going to, but then... Then it just turned slowly into this other thing. And I'm not sure I like this other thing better than that that core conflict. Maybe if they had a launch saying Nazoth is the is the whole thing for the whole expansion, maybe I'd feel better about it. But I just think old gods are an easy fallback. It just feels like it, it just feels like, you know, I've gone through uh, the whole quest chain in uh, a few days, and it just feels like one butts into the other. It's like the, the 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 conflict between the two or is really ramping up and the dramatic uh uh you know the tension of it is is strong and you don't really know what's going to happen i mean you know but it's still good storytelling and then it's like oh but there's nazoth there we should fight him should we not kill Sylv sylvanas Be because there's nazoth and it's it doesn't it never gels it's still it's always those two things together side by side and it never becomes one story and it's just a little bit is it bad. enough to ruin I, the agree with that. Oh, go ahead. i guess i Here. just i i thought the war campaign was the worst part of the expansion and is off some of the best part of the expansion mm. okay would you um, would you, you prefer gameplay wise or story wise uh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes is my answer to that um, fair enough 
Like, well, would if, would you if, have preferred the whole the whole thing be just a giant Nazoth story then, and just take out the? Uh, well, yeah, to a certain degree. Well, this is the thing: is like I think more so on the horde than maybe the alliance. The alliance, I thought, it was actually pretty subtle, except for their entire new race with these nautical people that clearly would probably have something to say about a giant kraken god. Um, but like Najmir is basically like an entire zone, which story culminates in like beating you as hard as it possibly can over the head that old gods are coming back. Yeah. yeah. Like they, that's in the, that's part of the leveling. And it also the very first rate of the expansion uh, deals in mm. old gods and, and Titan, you know, back, uh, facilities. Um, so I thought the beginning of the, you know, the, the expansion actually did a pretty damn good job mm. um, because it tied in at least a portion of like the story, of, like the overarching story of BFA with the war and everything into like very deeply into uh the zandalari trolls um and like i said maybe a little more subtle over on the alliance side but mm-hmm. uh it's i mean i'm uh, you're you're totally right like the sylvanas thing is just like what does this have to do with nazoth oh nothing mm. it has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> nazoth cool all of my theories were, were pointless because you just couldn't be bothered to actually find a way to make this cohesive yeah um so i'm, I'm, I'm with you there i guess i'm just like i just completely disagree that like to me like going back to some like orc boy scout hero that can't be moved from his belief system that's like follow resting on your wow laurels i think like sourfang story did very little for me like it was it was really well executed but it was like really well executed mm-hmm. vanilla ice cream where i'm just like oh this i mean i'm glad it's ben and jerry's and not like generic grocery store brand but it's still just vanilla ben and jerry's i'd rather have yeah you know, that's fair cookies and cream or- that's fair i guess i i personally enjoyed uh the the both storylines but even more than that, my my point was that the two don't work together, and that's too bad. Mm. It really mm. just does not work as one story. It's really always the two together, and it doesn't work. I get um, that. I totally get that. On, on the gameplay side, though, yeah. On the gameplay side, I really enjoyed uh, the uh, the Zoth related stuff. Like corrupted gear is really cool. Um, you know, the heart of Azeroth and the 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 visions of Nazoth, all of those I think are, are work really well. But, um, mm. so yeah, for anyway, whatever it's that, worth, that, you're that, enjoying that it. And that's, and that's point. good. I, I mean, you guys are reminding me why I actually think I liked cataclysm more than most people. And it's the same, weirdly, it's the same reason I really liked Lich King was I knew where everything was headed. And in some ways that's too easy and not complicated and there's no twists. But I knew we were eventually going to be taking on the Lich King at the top of Ice Crown in a massive, amazing final scene. Like, I knew that was coming. I knew it from the beginning. And they didn't let me down. I had the fight I wanted at the end. And the same thing happened with uh, with Cataclysm. I knew that I was going to have to fight that dragon. And I knew it was going to come to at some point we were going to have that fight. And that fight was going to be epic and full of all kinds of weird stuff. And it did. And it was. And it was great. And... I was more forgiving of other weaknesses in that in that uh, thing because I thought that story, you know, it gave me what they said they were going to give me. This thing just doesn't deliver anything based on any sort of initial promises. Like to call it battle for Azeroth. I mean, yeah, we're always fighting for Azeroth. That's pretty much it's we we literally yell for Azeroth all the time. Like it's of course we're fighting for Azeroth. Doesn't matter if it's with each other or against some old god or against some underground thing we don't know about yet or whatever it is. We're doing the same shit <laughs> every time we 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 have one of these expansions. Yeah, that's so what, also very disappointing. 
yeah that that we get back together finally in the end and it's like oh we've been here once again you know over and over and we always get back to this cycle <sighs> anyway i mean, I mean like what I, do you want like, i enjoyed <laughs> it but you want world of peacecraft where the fighting stops like no, what no, are you no, gonna no, do no, at a certain here... point no that's that's my point it, it, i wish they had gone with the conflict uh between the horde and alliance until the end and they didn't insert that thing that we have to fight together because you know we have to save azeroth i wish it had been more contentious until the end somehow um and they could have you know i would have been happy with the uh sylvanas storyline and that aspect of it until the end and the resolution of the expansion would have been you know boy scout uh sourfang having to be a, a better horde leader or like having to sacrifice himself whatever but keep it there don't also have it be oh but what's happening with the 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 you know the the thing that we have to unite to fight against once again as it always is and the promise initially was that they weren't going to go there or at least i think it was it was implied but, yeah Anyway, I mean, again, it wasn't supposed to be a super long conversation. But. Yeah, I'm, I, I like I'll borrow a mere mark out of like uh, Teliesin has mentioned this a bunch of times on his own stuff. I'm not even trying to promote a specific show or anything, but the whole that like for Legion, we we got essentially a roadmap. Like they told us at one point, point blank, we're going to Argus at the end, and just kind of managing expectations in that way helped a lot. Um, but I think I, I I still think at a certain degree, like we kind of knew Nizoth was coming, and and it's still we expected, I think, more things to be tied in. So, so like, I, I, I guess I, I agree with both of you in the like larger scheme of things. I guess mm-hmm. we ju- we're just well. Plus, like, you like that old god stuff. You're into the Cthulhu monster oh, business. Well, it's, it's one of yeah, it's one of my favorite aesthetics next to like the Scourge right. in this in this universe. Right. And um, so, and and and, and I, it's not my thing, but I totally respect that being a big part of Warcraft for a lot of people. Like, there are people who love the old god stuff. They love that eldritch horror looking freaking uh what's the name of the author i always forget the name of who does yeah lovecraftian sort of world stuff like you guys should get that stuff out of warcraft because it's there and it's there for a reason um but when it comes along for me i usually just go oh wait what about this other thing we were doing because it just changes the tone immediately it's like well we went from we're on the ground having skirmishes the blood is at the end of my knife we're having a real fight and then suddenly, bleh, a thing I can't control that's so big. What are we going to do? I don't know. It's in my dreams. Like, we always end up going there at some <laughs> point, And it's not really my my jam as much. But anyway, your mileage may vary, as you can tell. Differing opinions. Uh, Patrick, uh, also, I wonder, I wonder if you being back in and the way that you're back in is making a difference. Because these transitions that Garrett talked about, these pivot points of raid content, suddenly being a big part of the story push to like, oh, okay, now we're going over here. We're doing this other thing. You didn't have to have that in the time frame that other players did when you were not playing. So you're just kind of like in, well, and so it's all crashing together. Do you yeah. think that's part of it? I think definitely having done the whole war campaign almost, well, not the whole of it, but what I would say from 2.0 to, well, uh, not 2.0, 8.2 uh, to 8.25 was helpful because it was it went in one go and it wasn't as uh, uh, piecemeal, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped a lot. But I still think I would have liked it um, regardless. And 
I'm I, about Nazoth. I'm not so much on on Scott's side. I don't dislike it. It's just I would have liked it to. I I would have liked them to choose a side, right? Mm. So. All right. Well, that side we one of the sides flew off, and now we have to go deal with her again. So maybe that will all come into such great fruition in Shadowlands that none of us will care anymore about how half-assed we think the Sylvana stuff ended up. Maybe we'll be. It, it, it sure seems like Shadowlands is like very. It, it knows exactly what it is and where its conflict lies yes. and what it's building up to yes. versus versus BFA. But yeah, yeah. I just I just want to defend it a little bit. I I kind of liked the variety we got in BFA, even if. I agree that it wasn't very cohesive. Garrett, you're a defender, not an offender. And I like that about you. Don't worry about it. Boy, that's the first time anyone said that about me. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Except for that judge when you went to juvie. But other than that, it was fine. Hey, uh, so this interview on VentureBeat, got to talk about this real quick. Uh, everyone's good pal, Mike Morheim, former CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment, who's now kind of off on his own, doing his own well, ventures of his own. He's doing lots of investments and other stuff. Had some stuff to say in an interview with VentureBeat. This was last week. I want to say last Wednesday. So it's been a few days. It was right after we did the show or day after. Anyway, a couple of takeaways. He said, and feel free to jump in on any of these, WoW and social gaming in the beginning, Mike thought, that is to say Mike Morheim thought, WoW would reach a smaller audience and have to grow from there. Um, we've heard stories about this before where they were like, hey, we think we'll cap out at about a million. And they did that in like the first few days. And suddenly they realized they had a much bigger beast and had to get more money and uh, all that sort of stuff just, just to maintain the servers and get stuff ramped up so the new players could join. It's pretty interesting stuff. If you haven't had a chance to watch this thing, you should probably watch it. It's a relatively quick watch and he talks about a bunch of stuff. I think we'll, uh, that'll be interesting to players of the game and uh, Blizzard fans alike. He also said right away the curve was a lot steeper than he imagined. His takeaway was that WoW was the most social of Blizzard games at that point. I would say, well, yeah, of course. And I'm not sure they've ever equaled that in any of their other games. They're also not MMOs. They don't quite have the same, I don't know, sit there for five hours, kind of have a TV show on in the background, chatting with my friends kind of quality to them. If you're playing, you know, Overwatch or busy shooting and dodging and diving and that is... A and thing. dipping. Yeah, and <laughs> dipping. It's a much less social experience. Um, he said you had groups of people experiencing the game together, especially in the beginning. You needed to join a guild to experiment with, or sorry, experience some of the content. That's that's true. Seems like they're getting back to that a little bit, which would be good. Uh, the social experience, being able to share your entertainment with others was important. Now, I wasn't sure what he meant by that other than, I don't know, you could tell people what you did, but you know, we're much, we have a lot more ways of showing this stuff off now like with garrett's favorite warlords of draenor uh patch which was the 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 selfie cam patch remember that you were so excited about this so stoked i remember talking to you and you just could not say enough about how excited you were about the selfie remember that you were so stoked oh yeah man i i just i was so excited when they finally gave me my updated blood elf model <laughs> uh that should have been there at launch alongside a total piece of garbage patch it yeah, was great yeah, it was the best Truly, my favorite. Truly, the best patch in the history of definitely Blizzard. didn't definitely didn't lead to the longest break I ever took from this game. No, not at all. You didn't take off and not play for a long time or any of that. It was all good. Um, it's opposite day. Everybody. It's um, yes, Patrick. It's pretty pretty interesting uh, to think about this. I think was it Greg uh, Ghostcrawler Street who um, mentioned in a tweet thread. There was a tweet thread about this, but. 
he was essentially saying. Do you, you mean the one linked right how... under this article that I put on the notes? Do you mean that thread, that one right there? I was about to no, say, no. Like, there is a link it, right there. Yeah, I put it in there. He basically he's said, directly, yeah, well, the, yeah, he's directly one. referencing this this article. Here's here's what he. Okay, uh, well, so there I, I have it up, and I'll read you what that is. We can skip around; it's no problem. He says, "I have been asked a bunch about Morheim's chat with Seth. While Wow did a lot of things right, some of its greatest contributions were social." People forget sometimes that when WoW became popular, things like instant messaging didn't really exist, let alone having social features in every game. Early WoW players could see uh, another player and be all, is that another human? That's crazy, unquote. People connecting on WoW, it was the first experience for many gamers to make a friend online instead of in real life. There were these stories we received about kids who used WoW's mail system as their email, of fathers who could only talk to their teenagers through the game. Uh, it's going to be really hard for any MMO in the future to recreate that sheer novelty of social interactions that WoW produced. The world is different than it was then. And I agree with him on that, especially on the social point. That's really all he addressed there was, you know, the yeah. social aspects of WoW. But. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, we tend to forget because we're human that this was such a big part of the why WoW was such a wonder. Um, obviously, there were multiplayer games before but that version of it was so different and uh, again or people who um will say oh i was playing muds or oh i was playing everquest or you know yes i was too but wow was such a much bigger uh scope and so much more accessible um it was really special and that you know today we have destiny and stuff like that and others many others which mean it's not that surprising anymore but mm-hmm. uh back then it really was a big selling point and a unique selling point to 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 games in general yeah nowadays it's standard in almost everything the things you're talking about and in a lot of ways yeah. those were huge innovations for wow we talked some about this last week in fact i don't know maybe maybe greg heard he listens to the show maybe he heard some of this but um it's possible that, you know, EverQuest, you could say all those other things did some cool things for sure. And like I said last week, and I'll reiterate now, they did, but they were cryptic and they were kind of hackery and they were a little bit, I don't know, you had to know. And if you didn't know, you weren't on the right use groups on Usenet and you didn't pay enough attention and, and whatever. And WoW made that stuff accessible and clickable and, you know, capturable in a way that, that nobody else had. And, um, you know, it was very arcadey. It, people think WoW is arcadey now. Oh yeah, <laughs> compared to EverQuest, like it was a toy, it was a children's game. Yeah, they called it. You know, it was the baby MMO. I, I'm, you know, I remember all that criticism at the time. I think I mentioned it last week. I'll say it again. When you run to your corpse and there's no downside to death other than you had to run. To to EverQuest players, that was just sacrilege, man. They were freaking out. They're like, how could you play well, that baby yeah. game? And this, this is honestly, this is probably as, as good a time as ever to, to look back for a second as we are on a big episode number. I mean, Scott, like what, at what point did you decide to freaking start this up? Like, like this show? Cause like now not only do I take kind of MMOs and everything that Wob brought to the, to the fold, at, like for granted, but also just the idea of like gaming content, because for me, the instance was the first damn Sure. Really anything like this I ever consumed. I maybe watched a few red versus blue before that, but that was, you know, very scripted. Sure. There were um, a lot of comedy. I mean, there was a lot of stuff like that 
um, in the day, but you're right. Like, especially in podcasting, which was also relatively new in 2006, five and six. Uh, it was, well, I've, I've said it before. My main reason for starting the show was the stuff that existed out there for the game. Well, let me back up. The reason I think, I think that you were going to see a big explosion of stuff covering the game, um, and that would continue into streaming and, and of course YouTube was because this game was different in that it had so much to talk about, so many angles to talk about, especially if you're coming at it from the standpoint of I've been a lifelong Blizzard gamer and have enjoyed those, their games since, you know, Orcs and Humans. Uh, and, and before that, without even knowing it, playing, you know, Lost Vikings or something like that, uh, you just knew that there would just always be something to dissect, something to talk about, which also speaks to the longevity of the show. We've been here for... So what, January 06 till this year 06 would have been, what was that? What is that? That's 12, 13 years, well, whatever well, it is. Yeah, 6 to, to 16 would be 10 and then add four on top of that. Yeah, so. it's a lot. Like it's a lot of content. But part of that is because the game just lend itself so well to that. Plus Blizzard, Blizzard was very vocal about here's what's happening in the patch. Here's what we're going to do next week. Here's what's launching with this event. Like they were always having something new to talk about. And it's not that they weren't doing that on some level with EverQuest, but this was just blown. This was exponentially bigger. It just felt bigger across the board. And also at the time, I knew it was more approachable than ever. This like this this would be the MMO that you wouldn't be afraid to get into. That you just your nerd friends are into. Like you could see your relatives wanting to play this. You could see your kids getting interested in it. You could see your parents getting interested in it. Like it had a broader appeal. And so. Those were all motivators, but the biggest motivator was at the time there were like three or four shows that were trying to do this, and they were all really bad. No offense. I promise it's not me being cocky at all. I just didn't like them. I wanted to. I tried. I listened for a whole bunch and thought, you know what? These are kind of bad. I'm going to do one that I would want to hear, so let's just see how this goes. And that was 100% my motivation. It was like, I want to do one of these that I would want to listen to, make the kind of content I want to hear. And the rest, as they say, is history. So for all its ups and downs, that's the reason the show, to answer your question, the show started in the first place. But moreover, Blizzard, and in particular World of Warcraft, was a game that you just knew would ooze content. And I don't just mean so, oh, thank goodness it's there's always news so I can talk about it. Because some weeks there aren't. We've had weeks on here recently where there's like hardly anything to talk about. Um, there are parts of the year, part of the cycle of the expansion where there's less to talk about and our interest in the game waxes and wanes. These are all truths every year that I've done the show, but through it all, it's still just a behemoth of content information and now history, like rich history that we can look back on and make, you know, calculated thoughts and points about cataclysm where it failed, where it succeeded. Why was warlord such a bummer? Or do we have better feelings about it now? Like, that's one of my favorite things about all of this is in the beginning days, it was all new all the time. Now it's like there's new stuff. When we talk about Shadowlands, Shadowlands still were blue in the face, but I love to go back and look at the, you know, where they, where they succeeded, where they failed, where they changed, why they changed. Um, one of the things Morheim says in here, he says, uh, MMOs, uh, MMOs aren't as popular anymore due to accessibility and time investment. They could have a resurgence in the future. Uh, he says maybe there are other types of games that can capture that social experience more. Um, I would argue, as much as I don't like to play it, Fortnite is that for a whole generation of kids. Um, some of those kids use it as their social network. 
Some of them use it as their communication methods. That's where they prefer to text and to talk and to hang out. So I don't think we're done innovating in that space, but it is interesting to get his perspective on it. He did say as WoW has evolved over the years that has become less social over time. I think that's hard to disagree with. Um, anyway. Yeah, but it, I, it makes sense with what it, like his answers and the stories that he's telling, right? Like he kind of, it almost sounds like he's conceding the fact that like that the type of game that wow was can't exist on at the scale that it existed at anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, and that's why it changed. That's why we have the world of Warcraft that we have today. Right. Yep. I totally uh, agree. Um, he did. He also said, this is interesting in an effort to increase accessibility, the team removed some of the reasons why you needed to play this with the same group over and over. Um, we've talked about that point ad nauseum on the show. I still don't think anyone has a good answer of what else were you going to do? Like, of course they had to do that over time because what else they had to, otherwise you, you, you leave your game in its original state and it has its fans, but you don't grow. And so this has been, this is the, one of the most interesting things. I hope one day there are books written about all the internal conversations and back and forth and decision-making that's happened at Blizzard that even happens to this day regarding accessibility versus um, social depth. Because those two things are sometimes just opposed. And that to me is fascinating. So maybe one day we'll get to review a book like that, talk about it on the show. I don't know. And yes, chat, I did say the Fortnite word. I know it's the big F word for a lot of us. Look, Fortnite, like it or hate it. I don't know. Some people get... People are weird, Patrick. It's the new thing, and they don't like the new thing. Basically, everybody in the internet claims that they're cooler than their parents were, but they're all starting to act like their parents. I don't know if you've noticed this. <laughs> but it's a thing they uh, do. Damn kids with their Fortnite games. Exactly. When I saw that footage of Travis Scott stomping around Fortnite with purple lighting everywhere, awesome. it's amazing. Like, are you kidding me? If I was some 12-year-old kid and my favorite game suddenly halted and a gigantic version of my favorite you know, hip hop artists suddenly came out of nowhere and changed the world in the, in the making of this song and performed all, I would lose my freaking mind. It would be an amazing experience. Let them have this awesome experience. We should be stoked for that. Genuinely. I genuinely do not understand why anyone would crap on something like that. I know why, because it's not their thing. And so they feel like Fortnite's for the kids and beer. I don't wish they got excited. You know how people get, I, I make fun I, of it all the time, but that's because you know what? The people who are enjoying it legitimately do not give a shit what my opinion about it is. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care what we think. I don't personally like playing that game, but damn, it's cool. Now, would I mm-hmm. would I like it if suddenly in World of Warcraft out of nowhere the world suddenly m- melded and you know elite torn chieftain band started playing somewhere and it was like this really cool live band? Like all of those things would be really cool in our game. We wouldn't complain about that. So I don't have well, that's any. Why it, it reminds me so much of, of WoW at its peak because there were events like like the Blood Plague, like the the, the pre-expansion event for uh, for Wrath of Lich King that was just like world changing. Right. Like, oh, my God, I can't go to the auction house for a week because we're just getting bombed by plague. Like it, it was I'd never experienced anything like that in a game before. Yeah. And, and that's why I think I think the you know, invoking Fortnite makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Oh, like we were. Oh, right. Yeah. And I don't think we have. I just don't, I don't know. Pe- generations have their thing. Now we're looking at gaming generations having their thing. I can no longer. I mean, I'm old enough to know that 
I've, I've been at the front end of all of this. In the, in the 90s, was, you know, people were all freaked out about Mortal Kombat. They were freaked out about this. The ESRB came into being because all the parents were losing their minds. And, you know, it, it made me think. Well, so this what must- was your question again, Garrett? Wait. It's been answered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was it? I don't remember now. Oh, you asked why the show started or why it started. The yeah, show. It was, it was like, what, what was it about World of War? Yeah, we answered that a long time like, ago. Yeah. But see, we get philosophical yeah. on here. It's what the show does, man. That's what. I, that's the other thing. I'm glad you said that, uh, uh, Patrick. Being all being being a little bit of a weenie over there, but you know what? It's good that you did it because it proves another yeah. one of the reasons why the show was the right thing to do at the time. The show and Blizzard and the industry they're in and the kind of games they make and the discussion it provides is a much broader philosophical discussion that can be had. And it isn't simply just, they added this to the game. Oh, they took away my uh, proc on the freaking who gives a shit weapon. Like, that stuff's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And for people hey, who really want to drill down. It depends on the and the weapon. It, <laughs> if it's my weapon, I give a shit. Okay? Of, course you, of course you do. If someone and, else's. I don't mind so much. And I don't want to take that away from people (laughs) at all, but we've never really been about that. We're about the broader picture implications, ramifications. That's what's interesting to me. And world of Warcraft just has that stuff in spades. You can't, I tried this with the old Republic. It didn't work. I've tried this with other kinds of games. It doesn't work as well. It can, but most of the time it's another blizzard game where it works. So anyway, on this 600th triumphant episode, there's your there's your talk about 600. Okay, what else? What else? What else is going? Oh, he said uh, this. He said um, uh, Blizzard can count on the community to get them uh, to let them know very directly and critically what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right. Mm. <laughs> so that's his that way of saying. That is an interesting <laughs> way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Understatement. That's what that is. All right. And then we talked about what Greg had to say. And it's a great little thread. You should go find it. If you don't follow Greg Street, he's at gross, gross, ghost crawler on Twitter. And uh, another thing that yeah. this reminded me is I miss Morheim. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm under. First of all, I, I have no idea why he did that interview. Like, I guess usually you would have some kind of a communications aim or something like that. Maybe he just was a friend of the person who he talked to. I don't know. But kind of crossed my mind like why is he well he did a just just for the record the interview um venture beat was talking to him mostly about hey you're a millionaire ex-ceo of a thing what are you doing now and he talked about all the gaming investments Mm. they were making and then they just threw all these blizzard questions at him um yeah no i i know why venture beat would like to talk to him i don't know why he would like to talk to them oh i see what you're saying yeah you know like why what's the communications aim i'm sure anyway uh, I was just wondering about that. Yeah. But um, I really, I'm under no illusions that Moheim was just as much of a, you know, shark money desiring person as everyone else would be and is at Blizzard now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people kind of, he was also very genuine, but he was very good at showing that. And people don't really realize Everything that Blizzard did at the time of Moheim's tenure made money. Everything. Like money was always the, you know, one of the main goals. So people to understand what I'm saying now is, oh, back then they knew how to run the company, like to make 
to make it for the fans, sure, but it was also very much about the money. But also, he was so good at at being who he is, which is a genuine gamer and you know someone like us and and communicating that warmth that he has. He's a unique uh, CEO. It's so rare to have that kind of quality in executives, and yeah. it was really special. I miss his. I do miss his. Um, I don't know, just his kind of vibe. Like he just seemed. The, you said the word genuine. I think that's probably the right word. He just seemed whether he is or isn't, whether it's it's as much as I think or not, it doesn't matter. There was this feeling of like. That guy cares about the people that are working for him. He cares about the experience they're creating. The money mattered, but it didn't matter more than that. And whether that's a false impression or not, we can get as cynical as we want, but it still felt that way. And I liked it. I, I met the dude waiting in line for an overpriced hot dog at Bulliscon. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he was waiting in line to buy food. And there was just something I found very charming <laughs> about that. That uh, he didn't send someone else to go get his damn food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is insane and, and very, you know, celebrity touting. But like, if anyone is going to have someone else go get them a damn cheeseburger, it'd be like, four <laughs> right, right. So yeah. it was something I found very, very, very charming. Um, very unassuming, very we, chill. Yeah. I like that. We haven't talked about Rally Cry on the show yet have we no this is a he's heavily invested in rally cry yeah that's the answer to your question patrick of why he would be talking to venture Mm. b because he just uh was it sounds like all of the money that just was invested in rally cry all 1.2 million came from mike and amy moron Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of money so what's rally cry so rally cry ventures competitive multiplayer gaming business that i'm actually not too sure what in god's name they're doing but, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's are hard they making to... games or no. organizing tournaments. Or... No, it's like a. How would you put this? It's like this, a structure is... or like a, a, a. So there's two more Blizzard. Uh, it's being spearheaded by two other Blizzard alums, which is Adam and Tyler Rosen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a. Well, clearly, you know, the outcome, I had multiple interviews with Blizzard and uh, I was in, <laughs> interviewed by one of the two Rosens each time. Um uh, but they they were like the founders of Tespa, which is you know the whole collegiate esports mm. program that you know really took off. Mm. So this is their next venture. Uh, they are no longer uh, at Blizzard, and they have secured yeah over a million dollars in in like funding from from the Warheims. Yeah, yeah. So my understanding, based on his interview, which I listened to, and I I don't have this transcripted, so I couldn't tell you word for word, but he was talking about it as like a platform for social aspects of gaming as a platform that's like i don't want to say it's like discord because it isn't but it's it's an attempt to 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 build social bridge continuity between different games and have infrastructure for it so different games could use it for their games i don't know if that means white labeling it i don't know what that means but it sounds like it's a lot of that stuff which is why he focused a lot on social aspects of wow and what he learned from that and then talked about how you parlay some of that into this into this rally cry stuff so it's not super uh clear <laughs> what what ultimately yeah, it still, is i'm still not sure what it is yeah it's not super clear to me but it sounds you know interesting and it seems like he's busy with it mm. and certainly has given a bunch of money to it so we shall see patrick you're not much younger than uh the mike morheim he's only he's only 52 you know Sorry, pre-show we were uh, having a little tease back and forth about ages, and 
Patrick, you're you're right on his I, tail. Well, let's let's put it like that. Uh, <laughs> he looks older. Yeah. Can we can we say he, that he, he does? And he's seen mean, a I, he's seen a lot, man. You know, he's seen a lot. So five years ago, I looked so much younger <laughs> than I do now. I think the beard doesn't help. Also, it's so white. Yeah. Um, it's it's the the pandemic's fault. That's that, that's that's all right. That's you just happen to have your midlife crisis during a pandemic. Rough times, man. Rough times. Oh, you can't even go out to buy a Corvette. That nope. sucks. Nope. Where are you Listen, gonna? You I gonna... already have. I already have a very young Scandinavian wife. I was so gonna say he's got the blonde tr- blonde trophy wife, wife, but she <laughs> happens to also be an awesome wife and a real trophy at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. All right. Hey, guess what I got here? Some new descriptions for your races in Shadowlands, and it's not everything, but it's some of them. Uh, first of all, for the Alliance in general, you are a soldier soldier of the noble Alliance. A coalition of kingdoms dedicated to upholding the ideas of valor and justice across Azeroth. And now, check this part out. If you're a human, this is what they say about you now. It used to be something else, but now it's this. Hailing from the human kingdom of Stormwind, you follow in the footsteps of brave knights, clever sorcerers, and legendary heroes. You like that, humans, huh? Pretty good. Uh, I, I permission guess- to be Permission to be grumpy. <laughs> Permission granted. Please explain yourself. Why are you grumpy Why about it? Why did that? you put this on the show? This is the boring, the most it's boring not. thing we possibly could have talked no, about. No, it's exciting because everybody, it's, I'm, I can almost hear that dude at the beginning when the camera's zooming in and you're getting ready to do your stuff. They're going to have to change all that because that's what these are. These are all changing intro character business. So it's not just like uh, on a document somewhere. You're going to get, when you start a new dude on Exile's Reach, they're going to tell you stuff like this. Like night elves. Check this out, Garrett. As one of the ancient and elusive night elves, you have ventured forth from the sacred forest to aid your allies and defend the winds. How do you feel about that? You like those blue-haired uh, idiots with the glowy eyes? What do you think? I'm, Here, I'm with Garrett. I'm with Garrett. <laughs> This here's what they here's here's what they boring. Here's what they should have written. Night elves, you chose correctly. Humans, you are unoriginal. Uh-huh. Gnomes, <laughs> you have a soul. Yeah. Draenei, you're gonna regret this once you see the running animation. Uh, good point. Orcs, you are also unoriginal. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you very much. I was gonna be grumpy about humans and not uh, orcs being unoriginal, but yeah, they're both Forsaken, the only option. Torin, Moo. Trolls, the only other option. Yeah. Blood elves, almost as cool as night elves. Goblins, damn it! I actually like all the horde races. I can't really make fun. Yeah, of you, you don't like anything but orcs, or you like them all but orcs, uh, right? And I just true. last week talked about how I really loved my uh, my female orc warrior. All right, you at least have to hear this. Okay, this goblin one's pretty great. This new one. As members of the Bilgewater Cartel, you and your fellow goblins had sided with the horde for the promise of adventure. And profit. <laughs> those guys are stoked. Can you believe how excited? All right, that's all I read of those. You guys don't have to hear that anymore. The, the there is a thing to discuss in this, which was a minor, ridiculous controversy. If you want to talk about yeah, it, yeah, go ahead. What? Um, so, so, some people were unhappy with the description of the horde because, according to them, it didn't acknowledge the treachery of uh, Sylvanus, mm. which. Not only I think the description actually makes sense, especially, well, anyway, it makes sense. But also, this is the description you get before BFA uh, and before all of that happens. So, obviously, that's not going to be taken. Listen, man, this was written by the Horde, okay? So, it's going to be like Russia or North Korea. They're not going to own up to this shit. Yeah. 
Or us, or anyone else for that matter. That's the nature imagine, of propaganda. Imagine the description. The description, like, as a member of the Horde, you're really bummed that Sylvanas wanted to kill everyone and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> became a traitor to your cause. Uh, but I guess you still have to do stuff. Well, Good it luck. used to, the Forsaken stuff used to mention her, and it doesn't mention her at all anymore. So the Horde one says, You are a soldier of the mighty Horde, a disparate band of races united in their pursuit of freedom, honor, and glory. So that's pretty whitewashed. And then you get down to the Forsaken. The undead Forsaken may be shunned by the living, but your people are determined to rise above the ruins in their past and forge a new future. No Sylvanas mentioned anymore. Done. The Dark Queen can take a hike. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I still think this is the most boring. <laughs> segment of this great so of 600 episodes i chose the most boring thing to talk about no for this for this episode oh. there's, there's, there's definitely other, been other boring, boring things we've talked about episodes. on particularly quiet weeks all right. I mean. all right fair enough i'm sorry i should have led that with permission to tease you about something that could have been brought up before the show <laughs> yeah that's the truth that's, i could i could have passed this around but no i wanted to spring it on you guys and now you're stuck with it so enjoy <laughs> Yeah, who is the leader of the Forsaken now? Like, do you have? Do they have a de facto anything? What are they doing? I didn't think about that. Is it Lillian Voss or who is it? Oh, um, I legitimately don't know. It's not. What's his name? Didn't take over. Oh, who's uh, his friend? His his good friend. Uh, I have a bow, dude. Um, I have a bow. What's dude. his face? Your horde players. Yeah, but who's what's I have name? a who was I have a bow, dude? Are you talking about Nathanos? Thanos? Yes. There oh, you go. No, he has a, no, he, he has a bow at some point. Yeah, Sylvanas yeah. took her sex toy to the Shadowlands. Yeah, with her. she he's she with her. Was... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Fair. I haven't played through the Horde campaign because her I'm not a dirty Horde. I can't believe you I, I can't even make it sound genuine. I like Nathanos Night or Bright Blight Caller, whatever the hell's name is. He's cool, man. Bright Caller. Is it Bright or Blight? Is it Blight? No, it's Blight. It's Blight. Yeah. That was blight. It's Blight. It's Blight, of course. All right. Well, he's He's a sex toy I can get behind. Wait, what? All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Torghast is uh, getting updates in the alpha. Let's talk about those real quick. Classic warriors now, or sorry, classes. Uh, here's the changes. Warriors now have anima powers available to them and can now access Torghast, Tower of the Damned. So it's not just casters anymore. If you're a, if you're a warrior, get in there. Uh, priests have received new anima powers. I watched somebody do a healer priest run of Torghast on a on a stream. I don't remember who it was. I'd give them credit. That was hilarious because they're not soloing through there as a, I don't remember which priest they were. They just definitely weren't shadow, but uh, just got his ass handed to him left and right. It was pretty funny. Anyway, uh, fixed a bug that allowed creative testers to play classes that weren't quite ready for Torgas. So I guess if you tried to take a hunter in there, there are ways to do it. Uh, areas, a new or areas, a, Areas. A new cell block, the Soul Forges, is now available in Torghast. Speak to the Wayfinder to access it. Flask Torghast. Or, sorry. Uh, also with Flask, Torghast is. What, what is Flask? Flask? I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, it's taken up residence in Revendreth Pridefall Hamlet. Is that, is that a dude? Is that a guy? I don't know what Flask is. Garrett, does that seem familiar? You've played Torghast. I, I. Flask Torghast. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's weird. Um, they also say anima cells have uh, new moth-themed visuals. The anima power bloating fodder should appear less often. Moth sentries and moth guards now disarm their opponents left less often. Thank you for that, because disarming sucks. Uh, fix the bug in which the random portal uh, portal's floor 
cause portals to be a bit too random. So a little bit of testing there, uh, uh, however you want to put it. But anyway, you guys excited? You can get in, take a guy in there that isn't wearing a robe, play a proper Torghast uh, run. did a warrior run today. Woo! How'd it go? I got some really boring powers. Sweet. <laughs> I got a lot of things that extended the... And now, granted, I am not a warrior main. I do not... I am not... Uh, I don't know the the inner, like, really specific minutia of how a warrior works, but... Um, I got a lot of uh, shout alterations, and they were just kind of boring. I wanted to, I wanted to like heroic leap constantly, or have like seventeen charges of charge, and I just kept getting, just kept getting shout augmentations, and I was like, Man, I don't, I don't, I'm not excited about shouts and warriors. This is why I'm playing a warrior. Yeah, shouts are boring. They're boring. Like, yeah, like- I started finding some really cool stuff later on, though. Like I got one that I, I think I, I was specting the recklessness, but it was that 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 tier that recklessness is on like which is also sharing with avatar and i forget what the third one is mm. um i got one where when you pop whatever talent at that tier you took it randomly picks one of the other two and pops it as well oh wow uh, so every like and i kept getting avatar so i would pop recklessness and then i would get giant and pop avatar form too and it was just it was nuts it was that's, exactly what i was hoping for that's cool, cool. after after getting a lot of shout augmentations i was like oh this is freaking dope that's cool uh, did you, what spec did you run in there? You doing? I went uh, Fury. Fury. All right. That'd be the way to go. See, I just want to, I don't know, whirlwind through the whole thing. Just give me an augment that lets me whirlwind all day. That'd be all right. You want to be a barbarian? Yeah. Yeah. Just never stop. Just That just, was, I, the, so I did a few more runs last week before, before we got added. And I, I started to get that feeling because I, I love, I love my, barbarian in mm-hmm. diablo 3 mm-hmm. and i started kind of getting this realization that i was like a i want to dust my demon hunter back off because i'm actually really enjoying the demon hunter in torgast on the alpha but b i was just like i just want the closest surrogate to a barbarian that i can possibly get yep. and i think the answer is warrior so like because it just it gives me such strong diablo vibes i just yeah it, it's all i want to play it, well that's not true i've also i've been on a major alt kick in the live game right now oh. i've been just going nuts trying so, different alts are you uh i mean to what end are you trying to get them all maxed out and done and um, i'm working on maxing out my rogue right now and then the other day i got i just got a hair and took a mage from one to 20 because i have never had a mage oh mages are fun i like mages they they, they get pretty rad mm-hmm. i thought at first mm-hmm. i'm like oh, this is kind of boring i'm a wizard that casts spells like ooh, mm. but then then i you know started getting more spells and a water elemental and it, it, it got really red. So I think I might go back to that nice. once I'm done with my rogue. Nice. It's only been the last few years I've gotten into melee characters at all. Prior to that, give me a mage, give me a hunter or whatever your video game is. Just give me range. Magic would be cool, but it doesn't have to be like, I don't know why that's always been my jam, but I guess it's, it still is, but you know, that, that, um, uh, demon hunter changed things for me. Speaking of which, check this out. No more restrictions on how many demon hunters you can have. You can have as many as you, well, per, per realm, I should say. You still have an overall character limit and a realm character you limit. You can only be one race per faction, and they only have two specs in a game with the, and with, where you can just switch between the specs. Yeah. I don't know why you would really want to do this, but freaking dope. I agree. Uh, they say their plan is to remove, this is a tweet by the Warcraft devs account, says, we uh, plan to remove the one demon hunter per realm restriction with the Shadowlands pre-patch. So you'll get it right before 
uh, since that is the point which demon hunters no longer stay uh, start at a very high level. So, so yeah, no more of that. You can have as many as you want. I mean, I don't know why you'd want more other than I don't, I don't know. I, I guess because you want to have an alliance one at the same time you have your horde one, and now you can have two on that same server on that same realm. I don't know. I don't know. Like actually, as cool as this is, I don't know what it actually would do for me because I'm not going to go make five more of these. Like, why would I? That seems weird. But you are no longer. Um, I was. This, what's the movie I'm trying to think of? Oh my gosh, the, the, with the with the song by the by freaking Queen. Uh, to, uh, can't cut your head off. You are and you're the only Highlander. That's it. You're no longer oh. the Highlander. <laughs> I couldn't find it in my head. It was there somewhere. I had to dig around. But yeah, you're no longer the it Highlander. Has very little to do with Highlander. Well, the Highlander could only be, be one. So maybe that. But he could only uh, be oh, one. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Scott. Okay. That that makes almost no sense. But sure. oh, that's not that hard to figure. Yes, Garrett. What were you gonna say? Go ahead. Um, I just have to interject this to hopefully save us some emails. Although it's so late after the fact, I'm sure we'll get some anyway. Flash Torgask is the giant Torin that sends you the Torgask. So oh. a an NPC has been added in uh, Revendreth as well okay. that will take you to Torgask. You don't just have to be in Bastion now to access Torgask. That's, I didn't know his name was Flask. So I believe me. I think it's Flaska. Because uh, the Blizzard Watch article that tells you how to get into Torgas calls it Flaska, so I, I, oh, one of them might be wrong. Who knows? Well, but, Blizzard, but Blizzard's a, Blizzard's actual post on their forum says Flask, but I, that could be. Who knows what that is? That's fine. Yeah, it's a weird Torn Death Knight looking dude that takes you to Torgas. Who names a Death Knight looking Torn Flask? Come on, that's well, dumb. It's Flask Torgas. That's what you name your dumb little gnome guy or little goblin person. <laughs> Flask, come here, Flask. Like that's not a big torrin name. It's like what? Is what there a play on word? I'm not getting. If he if he says what brings you here, I'd say me coming to look at your dumb name. Change it. Flask is stupid. That's a dumb name. Anyway, I like the idea that Scott would be at a bar and be like, "Yeah, I'll fight him." What's his name? Flask. Flask. And then a giant torrin walks in and he just goes, "I have made a grave error." <laughs> Looking all blood huffy and gonna kick my ass. Hey, look, I got a 10,000, no, I'm sorry, 1 million percent agreed by Rusty Nails in the chat room. So take that, pa- Patrick. I don't know why I'm t- t- saying that to Patrick. Patrick Just so combative today. <laughs> so combative. Uh, anyway. I think it's a million. No longer, oh, is it a million? Ten. I don't think so. That's a million. I mean, no, hundred, sorry, 100,000. the important part. 100,000 oh, percent. I think. Sorry. sorry. I yeah. think we managed. I managed to uh, make this portion of the show even more boring <laughs> than the part about the uh, narration for the race. Oh well, good. Then we're doing this. All right, a quick look around the rest of Blizzard. Uh, you should all go look at the Reddit AMA they did for Heroes of the Storm. It was good, and um, a lot of work being done on that game. I won't give you too many details here. You can catch that on like into the Nexus or some other. There game. is confirmed less than 42 heroes being worked on yeah they did say that which is weird. also there's a really good kerning joke in there that's oh, I, I, uh answered by that. a blue for my graphic design friends out there oh that's fantastic dude i took all the typography classes one two and three so i'm in on that sort of stuff they also said something about no healers or anything that falls into the role of support is being worked on currently uh, but they got a bunch of reworks in the hopper, and the rework on Tassadar was basically like starting with a new character, which I thought was interesting. And that is, by the way, an awesome rework, and he is fun as hell, and I highly recommend picking up Tassadar again. 
He's once again great. Check me out. He still talks like that, which is the best. His win rate is suffering greatly, but his DPS is very high. Yes, because he's made of glass. Don't worry. He'll beef him. They'll beef him up. They'll tune him. He'll be okay. Uh, Hearthstone. What's going on in Hearthstone these days? Nothing. Second week of no changes whatsoever. Anything being added to the game. Uh, in their defense, after the longest period of constant updates the game has ever experienced. Nice. That's that's not exactly what you want, but also the game is in a pretty good place. So, uh, Esports are back for it. That's kind of the big thing right now. Grandmasters has kicked back off. Uh, we're already on week four? Mm-hmm. Is that right? God, it's been screaming by. Thank you, uh, Quarantine, for mm-hmm. just making the weeks blend together. Yeah. Uh, but they just had a really cool... They just wrapped week three... And the format was really awesome. Mm. Uh, the players had to bring one of every class, like a deck for every class in the game, and then their opponent banned six of the decks. So it was a bunch of the underpowered classes getting represented in high-level play. It was really cool. Uh, all of this during the time where their possibly their greatest competition to date launched on mobile and uh, was already on PCs and Macs, but... Uh... Magic's been out for a while, Scott, so I don't know what ah, you're talking look about. Look at you doing. <laughs> look at you with your riot bias. It's okay, though. I understand it. I feel it. I feel you. Right, right, right. It's fine, man. Like, TFT is awesome. Like, League of Legends is, like, an amazing world-changing game that I is just not my particular flavor. Not a Legends of Runeterra fan, but I kind of like it. I think it's okay. Listen, I, I played it. It's really good. Um, it's just... I think like my compliment to it is also the reason why I don't want to play it because it, it takes a lot of what I like from both Magic and Hearthstone and yeah. blends them together. Yeah, it it's just that I like Magic and Hearthstone individually more than I like their com- combination in Room Terra. So you um, like chocolate by itself. You like peanut butter by itself. You do not like it when chocolate gets into your peanut butter. Is that what you're I telling mean, me? It's, that, that's a really hard analogy because I love Reese's. So. <laughs> Uh, here yeah. in the here in the Western states, we always said Reese's, but I think you're actually saying it right. Reese's is the is the right way to say it. Now you've got me wondering if I interchange it at will depending on the sentence. Totally possible. I don't. I've never had an opinion on how to say Reese's. Mm-hmm. Reese's. Reese's. Yeah. You're so oh, man, you're, thanks, thanks. You're if you say Reese's pieces, so you wouldn't say Re- we always said Reese's pieces, and that's how we that's how we would gauge I definitely it. say that. So you don't say Reese's pieces or Reese's pieces. I don't know. And now I'm. And now you've reminded me that Katie and I like to fight with each other because I say crayon and she says crayon. Crayon, yeah. My daughter says crayon. I am a distinct two syllable yeah. on the word crayon. It is correct what you're doing. She's wrong. Yeah. You, are, you are right. It is. I yeah. agree. Patrick agrees. He can do it. That's four how we languages. say it in French. So you say crayon in French. Say it in French. I want to hear it. Well, no, we say it the proper way, but the, we have two syllables. Well, so let me hear it. Let's hear it. How would you say it? I sense. Uh, fun making. I'm not. Fun. I swear. I just love hearing. I want to hear your multilingual take. That's all. Don't 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 uh, dance for him. Don't <laughs> dance for him. You don't have to, Patrick. You don't have to do something to, because I'm not you. going to. You can uh, tell him no. All right, fine. I like it. No, Scott. I will not say crayon in French. Okay. I think you just did. That's the best part. No, no, no. I did not, <laughs> no. and I will not. All right. You will not. Did not. <clears throat> cannot. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Overwatch. Hey, Overwatch is about to get a weird out-of-nowhere competition. Did you hear about Amazon's Crucible? Have you heard of that? 
That's a thing. That's I a, heard about it. I didn't realize it was competition to Overwatch. It's uh, launching oh, on the twentieth of May. Patrick with the smack talk. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, May twentieth, that thing hits, and I don't hardly know a thing about it, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to play it. I don't think we know a lot about it. Anyone knows anything about it? Yeah. Actually, I started watching a trailer today, and then I realized I had other things to do, and oh, I man. didn't even finish watching the trailer. Be cool. It's coming out in what two weeks? Two weeks. One week? Yeah, we'll give it a shot. See what's Could up. Be cool. Yeah. Any, um, anything want... from Amazon is like I just need to play it because I have very, but I don't know if I have faith in them or not. Well, yeah, because they haven't launched anything. That MMO they're working on has been delayed yeah, again. Exactly. It's like we don't know if anything's good. Uh, I know this. They have bottomless uh, money pockets, so whatever they're doing, they'll probably you know they'll probably make uh, some eventually. I was hoping for bottomless mimosas. <laughs> You're always hoping for those. Okay, and then the other thing was about that I was going to say, and I forgot. Oh, I had somebody at Riot reach out and say, hey, do you want a, um, you want a beta key for uh, for Valorant? I said, sure. Valorant? I, need, I said, I need to try it. Sure, please. Can I try it? And then they never got back to me, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. They were just dangling that fish. Well, then... they just wanted to know if you wanted one. They oh. didn't say they were going to give you a key. They were like, hey, Are you sure you, they were from Riot? Yeah. I, I mean, they're. I think, they're, yes, I'm not going to say names, but I know they work at Riot. So I, I it could have just been someone screwing with you. <laughs> I love the idea. Sorry, this, this narrative is so much more fun in my head when you're gullible and not actually 100% on, aware of them working at Riot, it's it was like my mom, like my mom in a face a Facebook uh, fishing scheme, or as I almost <laughs> just said, Facebook. All right, uh, all right. In order to get you your key to Valorant, yeah. I need your social security yeah. number. <laughs> I promise. Date of birth. Yeah, date of birth. Color of your hair. Your, and your Windows 10 serial number. Yep, that's all we need. That's all that's left. All right, Overwatch, I don't know. There's the same. Nothing going on. A good game, but things are just... Oh, well, you know, that sweet summer child, Garrett, who was complaining about having nothing new for two whole weeks. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, this is uh, funny when we live in the world of Overwatch. Yeah. I mean, we did get the new hero, but... It's been pretty dry, though. Was... Pretty dry. Hey, listen, you know, I, I, I don't... I You know, I like to be very humble about the games that I have pitched my wagon to, but Here's the Storm is just the best and healthiest, most frequently updated game in Blizzard's catalog, so I don't know why everyone isn't just playing that. I mean, it seems like a lot are. Every time I get in this last two weeks, plenty of people playing. Lots of great games. Q times are instant. It is wonderful. It is pretty great right now. The game's kind of kicking ass. Uh, it's also where I got this thing this morning. <sighs> I miss real-time strategy. Yeah, I pulled it out of there. So when oh, you need- some of the best best lines in there, and some of them are straight up hidden and never used, like Kael'thas saying, I'd mana tap that. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's one they probably had to argue over before it made it Probably, in. yeah. yeah, probably. yeah that, that wouldn't, that's not the type of humor that goes over as well nowadays, no. but damn it, it's such a good line read. I agree. Kael'thas actor is hilarious. Diablo uh, is just, I wanted, I wanted to bring this up because nothing's really happening there except that I'm feeling an itch again, and I may have to I may have to do the next season or even just get in for the crap of it because I missed that game. So just wanted to say that about Diablo. Not a lot happening with it, though. All I right. played a little bit of Destiny. Oh, uh, you did? It's not a Blizzard game, but... How'd that yeah. go? 
Yeah. Oh, pretty well. Yeah. It's still a fun game. Did you get a bunch of loot and increase your gear score or whatever the hell they're doing now? Oh, oh so much increase. I hadn't played it in a while. Man, I am I am so ready for more Halo in my life that I'm also you could just copy paste. I am so ready for more Destiny in my life, uh, but not the same Destiny. I need new Destiny. Yeah, you need a new Destiny. Well, I, it's probably not going to be Destiny three. It's going to be like another expansion so well hopefully it's if it's three but you're in luck we're gonna get uh halo infinite in you know just a few months now and it should be destiny e if uh you know hold on i'm still sitting here waiting for one of them to blink and be like sorry we're we're delaying our console because of coronavirus and then everyone else goes oh thank god we're delaying ours too exactly all right i got a really good i think they need money and uh they're gonna need to release something at some point because the virus has not been kind to bottom lines and quarterly uh, profits. Uh, so what else I would like? Uh, we'll I'd like more of his Diablo. Yeah, really more, like Diablo. more Diablo. Yeah, more of that. Like that expansion that never. See happened. what you're doing there, Garrett <laughs> Scott. Do you see what he's doing there? I see what he's doing there. But I will say this: I had a really great Diablo, jo- or sorry, Destiny joke, and I'm not going to make it now because the chat room ruined it for me. But it was going to be, I was going to say, Garrett, this is what happens when a mommy destiny loves a daddy destiny very much. They have a destiny's child. <laughs> well, Scott, I don't, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Uh, I'm never ready for your jelly, dude, ever. All right. Hey, time for this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, let's get ready for this jelly. We got an email from Ren, uh, who sent this in via the email address, the instance at gmail.com, and says this. Your name is amazing. I hope it's your actual name. I know. Ren is a very cool name. I like it a lot. W-H, oh, sorry, W-R-E-N is the name. Anyway, um, I should say the whole name, Ren Froze. The last name is Froze. That's pretty cool. Anyway, subject, when I played, when I played women in WoW as a dude, because we talked about this last week. Right? Uh, why? Why I played women in WoW? What did I say? Did. When? Yeah, I meant why. You said when? Yeah, I meant why. Uh, I, says, I mean, we could just we could just bring it full circle and say when I played women <laughs> in WoW as a dude. Hey, that was as good as my Destiny's Child joke. Nice job. Well done there. All right, Ren or sorry, uh, really simple. It says I started playing females when my group of gamers wanted to swap to Horde side. This is uh, this has been changed now, but most of the models that stood up straight were females. All the males were bent over. I can't walk around all humpbacked all day. Lady orcs for the win, says Renfro. This is a big reason I rolled a female orc. Yeah. Because well, they look so much more menacing standing upright. Well, the, the new orc dudes look great now. They're all like this, you know, with their backs back and their shoulders up and they're looking like, you know, normal. Like an angry gorilla during mating season. Yeah, I'm into it. I like the new orc stance. That's kind of the only way I go. Hunched over is stupid now. All right, got another one from Adam Kegbottom. Smith is his last name. He says this, hey guys, does anyone still care about Diablo Immortal? I was pursuing Google Play for games and I was like, oh yeah, I registered for Diablo Immortal news and release info. And it's been two years and I'm considering unsubscribing to it because it seems as though it may get canceled. And by the time it comes out, well, I'll be playing Shadowlands or Diablo 4 anyhow. Thoughts? Well... I understand I, your feeling. It probably, uh, I mean, I don't think it's not coming out, but who knows, dude? No, but it sounds, it seems like something happened. It's its getting pretty weird. Yeah. It's being introduced. It's possible that they had, you know, plans for this month or, you know, this period and, and they got changed by the virus. But even then, it's been a year and a half since the announcement and nothing. 
nothing at all. It seems like it, I wouldn't be surprised if they had to change something they weren't expecting having to change or it's there's something happening there i think i um, agree i don't with know you. i don't know what but something went weird and whether it went south enough for that to get canceled i don't know i doubt that you don't I think so that. okay I, I i just love hearing from folks on this show about diablo immortal because it's usually like I think unintentionally positive because I love that the starts was, does anyone still care about Diablo Mortal? I'm like, well, if the internet is to be believed, nobody ever cared yeah. about Diablo Immortal. <laughs> yeah. And yet we keep getting questions about, Hey, I'm, did I miss it? Mm. Like what is going on with this game? There's clearly people who want to play this game. Yeah. People... I'm not really one of them, but I'm also like, I'm not angry about its existence. Yeah. People so... want the game weirdly, but don't want it or they don't want to be seen as wanting it. They just want to check in. We're all weird is what the bottom line is. Bottom line for me is, I don't know. I don't know if I care anymore. Like, I was ready to play it. I was excited to just have a thing. Mm. But I wasn't going to, you know, wasn't going to devote my life to it, but I was going to play it. But do I, I care now? I was excited, too, when I had a 3GS. So as far as I'm concerned, they're about as late as they possibly can be. So however long, much longer they take is, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I mean, it, it, it does strike me as odd. Like, jokes aside, I, I'll give you that. Like, yeah. It has gone weird. Why isn't it out yet? Quiet in a way that uh, no well, one. Well, at least hearing something about it. That's that's you know the because yeah, I understand why they decided not to talk about it at BlizzCon last year. Maybe, uh, but it's been a while. I don't know. It's yeah. here. Here's the only time. The only news we've gotten about it was a leak from China, where NetEase let it slip that well, it's pretty much done, and we don't know what Blizzard's waiting for. Was the translation. And then Blizzard quickly shut down all that and didn't really respond to it, but kind of just, you know, put all the PR monsters on it. And that was the end of that. That's the most we've heard was a leak that it was pretty much done. Yeah, and they were waiting for it, Blizzard. It wasn't even a leak, I don't think. It was, I think it was an interview by uh, NetEase's CEO, was, mm, it? was it? But that, you know, even that, I'm not sure how much it actually means because, <laughs> you know, Chinese uh, uh, communities are well known for having a much higher tolerance for uh, buggy, unfinished games yeah. than Western uh, gamers. And even by those standards, you know, by the standards of regular Western games, Blizzard polishes more. So, <laughs> I was to say, man, if, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still playing Modern Warfare. <laughs> game is a buggy it's, mess. It's a mess, but it's... Dude. No, I, I don't think you, you realize how buggy those games are maybe uh, the, the the ones that come out you know the mmos and the, anyway the point is i don't think that what uh, netties was saying about uh diablo immortal being basically done really meant that it was ready to be released for blizzard but but it's been a year and a half yeah. and we haven't heard anything at all so there's i don't know something weird. something weird going on we don't know but i do know this I want to thank these people, Sarah Russell, Skylar Lehan, Todd Bellinger, and Travis Manders. Why? Because they supported us as Instance Plus members at theinstance.net. You guys are saints. Maybe sinners too. I don't know. I don't make judgments. But you guys are rad for supporting us. And if you'd like to do that and get all the extra stuff that comes with, you can go read all about it at theinstance.net and sign up. Before we get out of here, a quick roundabout to find out what kind of content you can get from these two chuckleheads this week let's start with patrick patrick what else are you doing right now 
I, uh, if you speak French, hey, there you go. If you speak French and you're not listening to Le Rendez-vous Tech and slash or Le Rendez-vous Jeu, what are you, what are you even doing with your life? Yeah. If you want to speak French, go listen to these shows. If you want to practice hearing French, go listen to these shows. If your name is French, go listen to these shows. Just go listen to these shows, man. Just stop arguing. Do you guys this hear is that? What you should do. It says if you guys want to practice listening to French, go listen to these shows. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. There are there are many reasons why you should if you like French toast, if you like French fries, who doesn't like French fries? Nobody. Um That's if it. you want to practice listening to me, uh you can prepare for the next time we'll be together at BlizzCon by practicing listening to me so that you can do it right. Mm. What when, if I don't want to uh, practice listening to you? Happens. I just want to listen to you. Yeah, what about that? No practice needed, right? Oh, you that that you can also do. It works for both. Oh, okay. that, oh that's I'm what I'm relieved. saying. Okay. It is it is absolutely endless the possibilities. Le rendez-vous tech, le rendez-vous jeu, go check those. All right, go check those out. Those are French words. All right, hey uh Garrett, what else? What's going on amove.tv these days? What do you Uh think? well, amove.tv has everything. If you're in Hearthstone, Heroes, even more wow all t- kinds of podcasts over there for you. Wow Killer is my other wow show that I do with Taliesin. We just put up a brand new Let's Talk About Star Wars with Jenny Josephson and Tom Merritt about the finale of Clone Wars. It just went up today. Um, and like the thing that's not on a move that I would like you to go check out is my uh, new short video series on working remotely. It's called Remotely. And it's not on my channel. You have to go over to youtube.com slash Arrowhead Center. Again, that's youtube.com slash Arrowhead Center. And look for my stupid face mm. on thumbnails. Those mm. are all the remotely videos and their tips on how to up your remote conferencing game. There's a lot of crossover with podcasts. Want to learn the stupid things I have to check every single time before I start up like a Skype conversation to make sure things are working? I go into that. Wow. So go check it out. All right. It uh, is so seriously and professionally done. I don't want to say I was surprised, but I guess I was <laughs> a little bit surprised. <laughs> I... I I'm used to, you know, uh, <laughs> let's have fun podcasting Garrett mode, not like let's do the the, the thing like as working seriously Garrett mode. Yeah, I don't know. It's intense uh, stuff. Uh, I will agree, I will agree with you. Professional as hell. Nice work. It's almost like it's a different platform and I can't use words like dicks uh, in the middle of, <laughs> of the episode. So I like that you uh-huh. went with the plural of dick instead of just dick. <laughs> That is, by the way, <laughs> if you ever wanted to know what it sounds like in the Weinzerl household when a top deck in Hearthstone is less than wonderful, that's the exact sound that just sounds out through the house. You just go, dicks! I like it. Pretty much. All right. Nice job. Pretty that's much. when I see my two friends, Richard and Rick. I go, dicks! Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> hey, that's it, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Theinstance.net is our website. If you want more shows like this, go to frogpants.com. I got all kinds of stuff going on over there, including free art classes on the weekend with my daughter. We're spreading out to whoever wants to watch them, uh, mostly for kids, but you don't have to be a kid to come learn uh, some basic drawing concepts. That's on the weekends. Go to frogpants.com slash art class to learn more. And there's more stuff over there you're going to want to check out. I have a weekly comic. I have all kinds of cool stuff. So go check it out. All right. That's probably going to do it for us, I think. Uh, what else? Oh, Instant Show on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Garrett, Art, and not Patrick are theirs. And uh, like I said, frogpants.com for more. That'll do it for us. For me, for Patrick, for Garrett. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get yeah. more at frogpants.com. Hello, China. <laughs> 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 uh.